0: We're now making sense of the markets with Lori Pinkowski, a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team at 604-695-LORI or visit the website at Pinkowski.ca. Hey, Lori, good morning to
1: you. Hi, Jill. How are you? Very well. How about you? Uh, Markets are in the green, so I can't (laughs) complain. Markets are in the green uh, this morning and really continuing to show strength into the end of the year, which I was you know, really trying to scream from the mountaintops there in September and October that, you know, this is what we were waiting for. We were waiting for the pause in the U.S. in terms of rate increases. We are seeing inflation come down. Uh, we saw um, uh, the last quarter earnings print was uh, qu- was quite good. Many companies beating expectations, over 80%. So, you know, and, and that goes to show that things can change when you least expect it because there were a lot of people panicking out there in September and October for- for uh, for no reason, and so you know the in terms of the uh, idea of a recession going into next year, I think that that uh, seems like an unlikely situation at this point, at least for the for the U.S. Um, of course, in Canada, uh, we're getting a little bit softer uh, economic data information here, and that's really what you saw today—the big event. The Bank of Canada left uh, interest rates unchanged. Uh, they held steady at 5%, so still no good for variable rate mortgage holders that are hoping and praying that it comes down. Uh, we're just not quite there yet, but I feel like you will be. And I think that um, we're talking already uh, in April, possibly, they could start reducing rates next year. They're talking about reducing rates a total of 075 to 1% next year. It could even be more, right? They're watching mm-hmm. the real estate market to see where that is going, um, you know, but in terms of economic growth here in Canada, it's been a bit soft.
0: All right. And, and when you mention real estate as well, uh, we have a bit of an update or we're, we're kind of seeing how things uh, have been happening or what's been happening this fall.
1: Yeah. You know, the real estate board uh, came out with a kind of a rise in home sales again. So it was up just 4.7% from the same month of the previous year, uh, but a slowdown compared to October. So does that all make sense? So things are things are slowing still, uh, but better than had, I guess that we than we expected. <clears throat> uh, the benchmark for home prices in Metro Vancouver is now at one point two million dollars. Hmm. Just think about that, Jill. I mean, how many people can afford that sort of mortgage on a one point two million dollar home? Uh, at these rates, right? It just doesn't work for many couples or many partners um, or if you're trying to buy a place on your own, uh, even more diff- difficult. And so despite the year-over-year increase in home sales, uh, it still remains 33% below the 10-year seasonal average for November. So what's what, that's, what this is all telling me is that the real estate market is still slowing. Uh, to me, prices will follow suit. The one reason we haven't seen prices decline is because we don't have a lot of inventory. But the longer that rates stay higher... There's a possibility that people can't afford their mortgages. I was just talking to a client, and her mortgage went up from 1,300 to almost 1,900 a month, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's uh, it's not a big mortgage, and she can handle it. She's got obviously a, a big portfolio that can pay for that. But there's people who are living paycheck to paycheck that uh, you know bought as much house as they could afford uh, when rates were two percent. So this is, uh, I guess, that worry. The Bank of Canada knows that, so that's good news in Canada here that they'll reduce rates probably soon sooner. Um sooner than the US will I, I would I would say. But again the US is expected as well uh to reduce rates um by mid year next year. And so that's just telling us that looks like a soft landing scenario is in place. And that's why you see markets in the green and roaring ahead. And I think this market has definitely more legs to go on this one. The, the breadth of how many companies are included in this rally since the beginning of November <clears throat> is very different than any rally that's happened over the last year and a half. So the markets are turning a corner here. And it's important to not always look in the rearview mirror, but look at what's ahead of you. And that's why you want to active portfolio management team so that they can take care of that stuff for you so you don't have to worry about it.
0: Yes, very, very good advice. Uh, We have a couple of minutes. Let's talk about end of year tax planning because that's always an important one.
1: Yeah, you know, with the end of your tax plan, there's a few things that we were always going through with our clients. Uh, one is gain losses, right? Uh, we're looking at, um, you know, are there any losses we want to take? Again, because we're active managers, we're selling stocks that didn't work usually fairly soon. We're we're not the type that wait till it's down forty percent uh, if we pick the wrong stock. And again, you know, nobody nobody's going to choose one hundred percent correctly. So it's it's what you do about those stocks that don't work. Um, And for us, active management means selling them and getting them out of the portfolio, right? They could have surprise bad earnings or the sector doesn't work or whatever it might be. So, but we still do review this for people because people can have a high capital gain somewhere else, right? Like they sold uh, a a cottage or they sold a condo in Palm Springs, whatever it might be, uh, that they may have extra um, gains. And remember, you can take those losses back three years. So if you had a lot of gains in... Uh, 2021, which a lot of people did through their portfolios, you could still use some of those losses for that year. So keep that in mind. Um, Rebalancing your portfolio. Again, you want to make sure that as much as possible, GICs and bonds that pay interest are kept in your registered accounts. It's not always possible, but that's something you want to have a goal uh, in terms of where to put your uh, various asset classes. So GICs, stocks, bonds, where should they be uh, sitting? Which bucket should they be in? Uh, annual gifts or charitable donations, which I talked about last week. Again, you want to be donating stock whenever possible. Um, you know, I mean, if you're donating $50 or $100 cash is fine. But if you're donating 50000 or 5000 or, you know, anything like that, Uh, There's other and better ways for you to do it. So make sure you're talking to your financial advisor and also just looking at your registered accounts. This is the time of year. When we're trying to figure out income for our clients, because sometimes it makes sense to take out more out of their registered accounts uh, every year so that we deplete those registered plans. Because for estate planning purposes, they're terrible investment (laughs) accounts Mm -hmm. because they become fully taxed uh, on the second spouse's death. And so, what our strategy is to again take a little bit out extra every year. So what that amount is before OAS claw, clawback, uh, we help them determine. So so those are a few things and just making sure your TFSA, uh, the contribution was made. If you're doing RESPs for children or grandchildren, make sure you get that grant in as well. All right. Some very or donations or uh, that contribution. Right. So you get the grant. Yes. <laughs>
0: that is great. Very, very timely advice as well. Lori, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thanks so much. You'll have a great week.
0: You too. That is Lori Pinkowski, a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can call Lori and her team today at 604-695-LORI with any questions you have about investing or retirement. You can also visit their website at pinkowski.ca.